Yo, yo, check it out. If breakfast is the most important meal of your day, rock and ladies and gentlemen, then you need to have yours in the company of friends. It's always on. It gives me great joy and such a privilege to be chatting to Lucinda Evans, the dreamer, the founder of this incredible organization where she is seated. And I love the fact that via Zoom, we can do these Zoom video calls and uh, not just grab the audio for our um, radio, but also take this video and put it out there on social media. Lucinda, tell us about this incredible center that opened just yesterday. Morning, John and Ben, and morning, everybody else. So I'm sitting in front of the door of our safe house. We opened our center yesterday, Pilisa Abafazi Family Center. It's in Strauss Avenue in Steenburg, and we don't have electricity. We have a generator humming away at the back. So I, I needed to find a, a quiet space. And I just want to tell you, Jonathan, that, you know, I'm, I'm actually excited today. Uh, yesterday, I was like the school, and I was calm, and I had it together. And I started my speech of just pure gratitude, and I, I cried, but I, I stopped the tears, and I, I hold it together. And I woke up two o'clock this morning. I was like, yes. Ten years ago, I sat on the floor in my garage. And a lot of people frown upon me when I say, and I can't say it in English because it doesn't give the oomph of where my faith is. Although mm. I am a protector and the advocate. When I sat that 19 years ago in the garage, I wrote on a piece of paper and, and about a center, a family center, where women and children and men will come, where families will find the beginning of healing. Um, and I envisioned it while it was a fancy building with multicolors and staircases and all of this. And 10 years later, on the 25th of November, I opened the doors to multicolor, 26 container. It's got vavavum. It's got attitude. You feel, you feel us before you even speak to us because when you pull up here in Strauss Avenue, you just see a multicolor. But then Jonathan, my bar is said hi because I challenge the Lord every day. Hello, what happened to Jeremiah 29 for Felisa Abafazi? Come on now, bro God. Come on, come on. I'm at a point in, in my space where that piece of paper was my sane in my insane that I believed and I visualized as a visionary something that up until today sitting in front of the safe house, it blows my mind. So I operate in love in action. I believe in love. Mm. My love informs me, it protects me, it gets me in hot water. I'm still in the trenches. But I think if it wasn't for the love that was planted in my mother's womb, in my heart, I would not be able to do what I do. I mm. work in a very violent space. Mm. I encounter violence every day. It is violence perpetrated on women and children. And for the last 12 years of my organization life, I literally stood in the gap to advocate for protection of women and children. Mm. I have changed my narrative. And I think I shocked a lot of people yesterday when I said, Felisa Abafazi Center, 
for the first year, 2021, we are focusing on the restoration of men and boys. The wow. doors of our, yes, can you see you have a wow moment also like on this? Yes. This big feminist, yes, said, and I, I, I had my encounter on the road during COVID. And I tell you where, where it's come from. You know, when COVID happened, I, our operations was, was at a high school and um, the school had to close and I had to cook from my garage. I have a two meter garage and I had, thank you, Lord, for the protection. I had 10 gas burners in a confined space and we were cooking for 3,000 people and I visited those 10 sites every day and at one site the majority of the people that came for the hot meals were men and so you know in the beginning they were like yeah we need to stand in front I'm like ah, uh -uh, it doesn't work like that it doesn't work and if you can't give discipline then you leave so a lot of times I had to use my Auntie Lucinda voice but when I had the breakthrough and I got to know these men and I got to speak to these men, you know, in, in, in gender-based violence, we don't see or recognize the pain of men. Mm. And I'm not justifying violence at the hands of men. Mm. But violent men have pain. They have emotional pain that has been in their spirit and in their souls for a very long time. And they act their behavior is violent towards women. It, violence against women and children is about power. It's one individual that enforces through violence their power over another. And so for me, mm. I had to call myself out. I had to call truth to power. And so why not try to offer the same services to men? And so I want to partner with everyone out there that's working with men. And I'm challenging I am, and, and this is controversial, me always. I'm challenging the institutions of religion. I want you to put your money where your mouth is. I want you to come take your hand with our hand into a young boy and a young man's hand. I want mm. to run initiation schools without the surgical procedure. And it's the journey from childhood into men, journey into young boy and to teen. I have enough space or 10. And I want the positive men to step forward and say, look, listen, this is my skill. I am fantastic in teaching a young boy how to shave. There won't be a stubble. So we run a shaving workshop for a week. I have a fantastic skill in barbering. I can teach young boys about barbering. Let's run a workshop. I have a fantastic skill of sitting with a youth guy and speaking the men talk. How do I respect my mother? How do I respect my girlfriend? How do I respect myself? And these are the positive men where I say, okay, you've, you've watched yeah. from the fence. Get off the fence. Come to Belize Bafazi Center. Come take my hand. I will have young men and boys here. And if we have to have a boys to young boys to men camp, there's enough space. And if you are excellent, you know, with spiritual healing and journeying with older men, to unpack the pain, to unpack where is all of this coming from, to restore and let's build communities together. I know mm. what, a, what a family needs in terms of women and children. Now I need the external partners to help me to help those men. And mm. that is the new excitement that got me two o'clock in the morning, this morning awake, 
because I have the plan in my heart, but I need this plan just like that 10 years ago. This is going to be the center. We have to action the plan. Mm. Sure. If you just join the conversation, we're telling to Lucinda Evans. And as you can hear, she's bubbling over and really just so excited to hear what's happening. So 16 days of activism is where we find ourselves. And, um, you know, the reality, the sad reality in our country is that there is a lot of violence against women and children. Take us through, firstly, the name of the center, Felisa Abafazi Betu, why that particular name? And then just in terms of the partnerships that you've got, um, if you don't mind, Lucinda. Well, Felisa Abafazi Betu was born on the bridge of the Umzivubu River in the Eastern Cape. And so Felisa means healing and Abafazi is women and Betu is our. And a lot of people were very confused that I have an easy Tosa name. Uh, slash Zulu. Some of the Zulu speakers uh, would say hey, that's also part Zulu in a colored community, Khoisan community. So my name sometimes was Felisa and sometimes my name was Abafazi and the community knows us as Abafazi. And the name was born from an experience, an encounter on the Umsibubu River that I was traveling to Port St. John's. I ate something funny. I was driving alone and I was violently sick. And I could only manage to drive as far and stop on the bridge. There were two women and they were selling millies. And, you know, they stayed with me at the car. I was just sick to die. I didn't even know I was so close to my destination. And they sat there with me the entire night. And the next morning I, I was well. Another car came and the people asked me what is wrong. And I said, I'm just sick. I can't drive. And, where, and I said, I'm on my way to Port St. John. They said, you don't even know how close you are to your destination. So they drove with me. I went to the doctor. I got something. And three days later, I came back to that bridge and I saw the three women that was there. I gave them all my hotel money that I had. And I, the one could speak a little bit of English. And I, I just asked her, what does healing mean? And that name stuck in my head. So 12 years ago, when I started the project in my garage, and for eight years, I was in my family home in my garage running the project. It, it was fitting that it would be Felisa Abafazi Beto. I think uh, surviving COVID, and, and I wasn't infected. I was adversely affected because the, mm. the, the meals that we, we did for the community, it was not just a cooked meal. It was bringing peace in the home and peace in the family. And so during 16 days of activism, you will see I'm not wearing black. I refuse to wear black. Because I mourn every day for lives lost in gender-based violence. And so Queen Sylvia of Sweden, when she visited me a year and 11 months ago, and when she asked me, what is it that I want for Lavendale? I said, I wanted a center. Get me 15 containers. And, you know, when we got the funding from the Queen, and the first person I ran to was Rotary Club of Newlands, I said, can you help me now? Can you find me people to build? Can, can we build the center? And then from Rotary Club, it went to Peninsula Beverage that said, okay, we will chip in Pen Bev Coca-Cola. I'm like, liquor. And, you know, one of the things that I told Pen Bev yesterday is that the cooking, because we started cooking from 21 March and we only stopped 6 November. The life-saving water to cook came from 
peninsula beverages. I, I only met everybody yesterday for the first time, but faithfully water was delivered to us. We don't have water at the center. We're running from the Penbev water now today as we speak. And, you know, Poly Oak was one of those, the companies in Deep River, Poly Oak made it possible for us to do over 3,000 food parcels in the thick of things. Jonathan, we were like COVID people. We were dressed in black balaclavas at night. We knock on the door and we tell the community we're here to bring you a food parcel. And it was, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a mad time because we had a fleet of DHL vehicles all donated from a guy called Donovan DeBrain, six fleets. We would have 500 food parcels at a time, dressed in black, knocking on doors and dropping food parcels. We didn't say our names. We didn't say how, who we were. Afterwards, the community, you know, figured out it, it was us. But all of these role players made it possible. Windmill, Peter Venn from, from Windmill. It was 80% rain. I was worried about the children. He sent us fun. You will see there are children walking around with purple blankets. And and this was the extent of love in action. And in my speech mm. yesterday, I said, you know, I'm not doing charity work. What I'm doing is love in action. And mm. I I put yesterday on my status, I said, but God, now I need the funding to come from the four corners of this earth for this center mm. or this mail pr- program. I am now commanding you to act on your promise of Jeremiah 29. And mm. although there's no water and electricity here yet, love, and the doors is opening Monday for the community, and I need to work. I don't want hassles. Mm. I don't want problems. I need the toilets flushed, and I need mm. to get my laptop to work without the generator. But you know, Jonathan, I think all in all, worth COVID, we were put back in our starting blocks about value, our value proposition, mm. our models, and do we love our neighbor? And the mm. question I have to ask now that we're back on level one, has the love that we showed in hard lockdown level five, has it diminished? Or are we burning at the same fire than in level five? Because, you know, I, I mm. and people laugh when I say, you know, level five lockdown, it leveled us up. Whether mm. you were in, in bougie, in the bougie suburbs or whether you were in the township, in the informal settlement, the level, the planes were even. And, uh, you know, with, with the food parcel, we, we understood that there were people that lived in bonded houses and had mm. cars that had to pay, would not necessarily come and stand in a line for food. And we took the food to those people and, it, you know, for us, it was equal love. We were not thinking that your status made you think that you are better. This, this, this horrible, horrible virus and this mm. horrible lockdown, the imprisonment that also made survivors live with the perpetrators. And it mm. was difficult for, for women to access help. It leveled mm. us up sure. and it, it made us really need to look at our love. And so during the 16 days of activism, which I do not celebrate and even believe in, it is now the time for us to rebuild. The building mm. is here. Let's start building and restoring families. Bring a, a, a man to the center. You come with your friend and say, I want to volunteer. I want to bring my skills. I want to use your space. And I will say, you know, the doors are marked open. 
and this mm. is this is my plea out there that mm. yes we do need funding our our center is not completed but i believe in partnership and collaboration for the greater good yeah. and the greater good for me is one family at a time one individual man and his and his wife and his children or a single man or a young boy at a time so good Listen to Evans, that's where we're going to have to leave it for now. But obviously the story will continue. And uh, we look forward to hearing about the incredible work that God has led you to do and the testimonies that are going to come out of this. And of course, there are already testimonies. So thank you so much for chatting to us. And we wish you Godspeed. Thank you, Jonathan. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye.